Welcome to the Rivals League Fantasy Football Podcast with Antonio Salvat and Adam Burkhart. Welcome, everybody. Uh, I know this has been a <laughs> a while since our first episode back in August. Um, I apologize. I've had some medical issues going on, and I've been kind of out of out of commission for the last few weeks. So we want to get back to a regular schedule. As per usual, I am uh, joined by Demo. Say hi, Demo. Hi. <laughs> and Matt. What's up, Matt? How's it going? So, hey, uh, I think to start things out, you know, kind of just do a general recap on, you know, the kind of the state of the leagues. Um, I think we could probably, you know, you guys have a league you want to start with first? One that's less painful, Demo? Oh, we might as well get it out of the way. We may as well start with the Dicka. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Let's start with the Dicka. So I think, uh, you know, what what stands out over the last few weeks? I know there's been a bunch of stuff that has happened in the NFL. There's been a bunch of stuff that's happened in the leagues. So, I mean, what what's something that for you has stood out? Uh, really, I think it's – I think what's kind of stood out is, is – um, I mean, there's been a lot of injuries, right? There's been a lot of injuries. But, <laughs> but on top of that, you, there's there's a lot of unknown players that are – all of a sudden getting all the fantasy points where, where you didn't usually see that. I mean, every now and then you'd have a guy that would break out, but I mean, you're having like these, you know, fourth practice round people coming on the scene, just starting for that day and, and end up with like two touchdowns and, and, you know, 15 to 20 fantasy points. It's, it's been a really odd season so far. I, I mean, look at, uh, I mean, shit, Calvin Ridley, like he might be the best wide receiver in football at the moment. Yeah. Like who? No, I mean everyone expected him to be good, but no, I don't think anyone expected him to be that good. And unfortunately, those Julio Jones owners, right? Well, yeah, it's just again, if Julio Jones got the touchdowns, it would be Calvin Ridley, right? That's essentially what Calvin Ridley is—is is Julio with the touchdowns <laughs> That's and who's so healthy, f- right? So, well, what stands out to you there, Matt? Um, I mean, definitely, I think the 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 week of apocalyptic injuries um you know i mean that was i think almost every team uh was hit by it was some way or the other and then mm-hmm. you get you know you roll in and this is our first sort of covid and it's it's interesting playing on multiple platforms where you have like in, on yahoo with the teams that are with this covid issue um even though they don't have covid because they're being sidelined because of covid they're designated as covid so you can you can move into a covid space unlike espn where they just have a buy which is kind of how it should be kind of in a way because it is technically just their bye week. Um, but that definitely has added to you have hurt players and now you have players that are all of a sudden unforeseeably like, Oh, I've got to find players for my bye week. They didn't even know there's a bye week coming up. And so I think that's <laughs> kind of been a real tricky way of like, been, you know, figuring out who to play and what could happen and just playing all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's really added a, a new layer of uh, challenge, I think to this, this wonderful season. Right. I mean, I mean, if I if we just stick to the Ditka, you know, if I just look at the Ditka, there's so many things that surprise the hell out of me just comparatively to how I thought the draft went. Because I mean, honestly, one of the worst drafters I thought in in the entire league was Mikey, and Mikey's team has just been flowing. You know, he he's three and zero. He's one of the only three and zero teams with you there, Matt. That's um, correct. And uh, I don't didn't expect that. Another on the flip side of that, Demo, man. <laughs> you're just fucking unlucky it's, because it's, it's the team of trash. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's live as well. I mean, I, I, I did take one major injury and, and I'll take that, but, but the rest of the team is just, uh, not performing. Had, yeah. hasn't performed at all. Yeah. Well, and then there's perfecto who's Owen three, even though he's 
put up pretty good. I mean, he's put up points. Like he is, uh, where's he at? He's middle of the league or uh, middle of the league in points, but he's, uh, Man, he's he's just dealt with some really big weeks from a bunch of teams. Like I think my highest week was against Perfecto, and then I think Adam and then uh, Jake all beat him, even though he scored one thirty uh, or more in many of those. Yeah, and I, then, I have not broke a hundred yet in any game in the Ditka, so you know it's going well. Right? So isn't you think it? you're gonna do it this week? Is this week the week that Demo breaks a hundred? I'm gonna go out on a limb and probably I'll probably get like ninety eight. Yeah. See, I, I'm gonna take 5? the I'm gonna take the under. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, you know, another really big surprise, at least from you know, as I've looked at looked at things, is Chris Wilkes is two and one. He's wow. two and one. He's sixth in the league. He's his team has been doing pretty well. Um, and a number of again, a number of the teams, it was pretty much completely flipped from how I thought the draft went because you got, um, you know, Timmy, you got uh, Chris. Uh, all at two and one, and then you got you know I'll, I'll be honest, like I'm surprised that I'm one and two, and I'm probably going to lose this week. Um, and then uh, who well, is? Yeah, I mean you have I mean you, uh, Adam and Keith. You know usually you guys are always playoffs towards the top half of the league, and I mean right now I mean it's kind of like you said the, the script is flipped. It you guys completely. Are, yeah. Yeah, which is why I'm like I, I think Dima, your team will. Ha- I mean just by statistics will have to start doing better in some ways um i mean i don't want to jinx it but you know what i mean and then there's matt who's just sitting comfortably at the top yeah he he took his his sacco title and and just flipped the script well and he's went off been the highest scorer in the league ease but by you know a good margin in these first few weeks so um, i'm hoping also that kind of falls off too I hope not. It's it's a nice place to be. It's it's just a really it's, there's a lot less stress when well, you're at the top. You've put up the most points and had what is it the um, second least points scored against you. So I mean it's been pretty easy sailing for you so far. Yeah, I mean it's it's almost I feel like it's the opposite of what Demo's team has been. Right, your your matches were like they're so one sided. It's just that flip of they're one sided in my favor. Which <laughs> again, if we all could take one way, that'd be the way we'd take it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think obviously right. Um, so any any other surprises? Any, anything like that? Do you do you see for the league so far? Um, ha- I don't. I was trying to think if there's anything else that really stuck out to me. Yeah. I mean, there hasn't been a ton of. I mean, there's been some trades, um, but there hasn't been a ton of trades so far in all the leagues. Um, and I don't know if that's just because people have no idea what the hell to do. Um, and that could be it. I mean, it could be the fact that there's so much wild stuff going on with players getting hurt and COVID. And it's just it's it could be kind of tricky. Where you know, who are you trading? And you gotta be like, oh man, I got these good players, but if one of them goes down due to some weird. You know, but I guess that's every season. Every season, you got to be worried about injuries, and so it's just at a certain point, you got to just take your shot, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to move on over to the auction? Yeah. I mean, okay. So, I mean, I'll start it off this time, and you guys can go. The easiest, the absolutely easy, easiest surprise for me is that Greg is th- the only three and O team. Greg was so toasted at the draft. I'm surprised he understood who he was drafting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm well, like, I guess hey, that's why you got the strategy of drafting early, getting the good players, and then just seeing what happens to fall to you. <laughs> exactly right. Um, but other than that, like, I feel like it's been I, I, my team is one and two, which I'm actually surprised by because I actually like my team quite a bit, and I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't know what else to do with that. Um, 
but I mean, and Matt, you're also one and two, and this one kind of flipped. Yeah, this from is the other a rough league. One. And then so is you. So is yours, Demo. You're you're also two and one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been an interesting year. I know there's some people haven't been able to spend as much time on fantasy football because of just you know life and chaos and COVID and all that sort of shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's still been you know I, I'm glad to have football back. But uh, yeah, w- what stands out to you guys? You know, you know, I think um, the real thing that stands out in the auction was I was kind of surprised is that um, it did balance out a lot more than I thought. Because I thought on draft night, I thought I saw bigger winners. Yeah. Because we had a couple people who had never done auction before, which is nothing against them. It, it is way different. Um, but, you know, they're they're still showing um, you know, decent in, in in their their teams and, and how they're performing pretty well. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, Jake is Jake is at number two. I mean, he's two and one, and he'd never done an auction before. And his team is. I mean, Jake's Jake's usually just Jake's a good fantasy football player in general. So I didn't you know expect him to you know tank his first year, but uh, I didn't know if I really expected him to be <laughs> be after three weeks be you know towards the top. Yeah. Yo, and and uh, new Greg is is doing pretty well too. So he drafted pretty well. Like I think he 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 might have done an auction before, but he uh, uh, but his team was good. Yeah, I think everyone. I mean, I'm looking at the the points for and the points against, and the thing that's very interesting in the auction is that pretty much everybody is essentially not that far off. Like there isn't. That kind of like how like Demo and I have those swings, right? Where there's like a super high one way and a super low the other. Looking at these, they're all very. I mean, we're talking around less than fifty points for most teams, where they're just sort of squeaking out wins to get the win there. Yeah, and then there's poor Timmy. Yeah, yeah, that's a. Small. I mean, he's he's uh, it's he his points forced is. I think it's even worse than yours, Demo. Yeah. In the Dicka, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think he's the other. Uh, he bought Saquon Barkley in this league. Yeah, drafted him in the Dicka, but uh, yeah, he's it's been killer. Hard pretty too. I mean, plus with Michael Thomas being out, and I mean his he, practically his whole team is out. If you haven't looked at it, it's like Michael Thomas is out. Um, he had Cam Akers. Um, uh, who he had a he had Saquon. Pittman. I mean, he, uh, James Connors out this week, even though he doesn't get the designation. Uh, the emergency um, week four bye. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right, and so he he's just had a number of hits, and I'm like, man, it's just rough. So he's the, he's the Jets of the league. <laughs> does that does that mean Tim? After that last safe? game, I think it gets to be fitting. Hey, hey, <laughs> you know the the Jets will win a game eventually. Yeah, I'm sure. Over under on that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. I, we're talking about the Jets, not Timmy, right? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and there's a difference? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Burn. All right. <laughs> so, you know, do you know the best part of all of this, though? I, in both leagues, the most satisfying thing is that Adam is absolutely average. <laughs> I mean, I like that, like, he is. He's one and two in both leagues, isn't he? I think he's so. He's just consistent. Well, I mean, it, it's hey. I mean, I'm to be fair. I'm one and two in both leagues too. But hey, <laughs> if I'm gonna suck, at least Adam sucks too. So you know, he can't talk shit constantly. Um, so I, but I think, Tony can. I'm just kidding. Hey, see, I don't though. I'm not, I, I I can't do like Adam does. I can't do that. Uh, the only person talking shit right now is you, Matt. Well, I am 
the champion currently in the Dicka, so I might as well enjoy it while I can. There's a champion after three weeks, Mr. Sacco? Uh, I'm going to call it. Hey, that was a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> You mean last year? <laughs> You're the reigning Sacco at the moment. No. So you can talk crap all you want, reigning Sacco. I don't have the Sacco trophy right now. There's someone else that has it because they won it last year. I'm two years ago. I'm uh, two years removed from it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That horrible tragedy of the Sacco. <laughs> So I think the other thing that I was going to talk about, and I was planning on doing it maybe in a separate episode, but I thought I'd just talk about it here instead, is there has been a lot of, I think, confusion over trading and how to trade and you know what to look at. Because I've gotten some of the new players um, who you know, think that they're being trying to be taken advantage of, or they think that, you know, people are targeting them because they're new and, you know, that sort of thing. And I just kind of wanted to set the record straight a little bit on and give everyone a little bit of tips because, you know, according to Adam, I might draft like crap, but I'm pretty good at trading. Um, so thanks. Um, but you know, I, I feel like I am pretty good at doing trades and everything else, you know, is, (laughs) is arguable. Um, and so I was going to go through some of my trade tips, and you guys are more than welcome to chime in. And if you have any more of your own, um, then please chime in. Uh, we can, you know, do that at the end. Or if you have anything to add with what we're talking about, cool. Sure. Yeah. All right. So trade number one, and this is more of a fantasy football, uh, sorry, uh, fantasy football tip, which is simply you can't take anything personally. Can't take anything personally. People aren't trying to fuck with you. They're not trying to you know, take advantage of you. They're not trying to do anything like that um, for the most part, unless, you know, they're sending you really low ball trade tips just to tilt you, um, which can happen. But uh, for the most part, people, you can't take anything personally. If someone sends you a bunch of, you know, what you think is a garbage trade, that's not personal. Everyone's just trying to make their team better. And it's up to you to know what um, your evaluations are, which we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah. So, anything to add to that one? Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, and um, and, and we'll probably touch on it later too. Is that people uh, sometimes, like, like you said, they they throw the the low ball trade offers just to get attention too. Uh, you know, it could just be a starting point. They maybe they don't know any better, or maybe they like one person better. You know what I mean? You kind of have to go into it with an open mind. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and that that is going to be one of my numbers further down the list if I actually wrote that one down officially. But yes. And so I think I think kind of adding on to that, all trades are subjective. So number two, all trades are subjective. This is based on individual person, your fantasy football manager evaluations. So I, you know, I did a trade, um, you know, a couple weeks ago with Frank, and Frank really evaluated Slayton uh, pretty high, and I evaluated Judy as high, and so we both got to a trade that we thought was fair. We found out in the weeks after that that you know. Didn't really work out necessarily for Slayton due to, you know, a number of reasons um, yet, but we didn't know that at the time. So again, it's more about how you are actually evaluating the players and you can't, that's why I will never, 100% never veto a trade. I will never veto a trade in the league, even as league manager, and I will never reverse a trade simply because we're all adults. We all have different evaluations and there is no objective measure on trading that doesn't exist. So you have to just kind of let B be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, just, um, I mean, a player could be on fire and then they could get hurt. You really don't know what's going to happen. Well, as an example, like I traded, everyone, I get a number of people 
you know, either trying to flame like a couple of people flaming me, a couple of people flaming Greg for me trading Jerry Judy for Josh Kelly. And, uh, now, you know, right after that, Josh Kelly fumbled and is basically, you know, been put down to the depths of hell and Jerry Judy had a great week on Thursday. <laughs> so again, it's like you, you trades don't usually work out the way you want them to all the time. So you just have to, you just have to roll with it. Okay. That's also having to do looking at it. Like what's that team evaluation, right? Is sometimes you're going to be able to go, um, maybe a little bit one way or the other, because you're so heavy at one side or at the other. And you know what I'm saying? So I think you got to look at it at that bigger picture. Well, a real quick, we just actually got joined by one of the new people in the league. Brian, what's up, man? Maybe. Are you on? (laughs) <laughs> I think he's having some problems. So while he's figuring that out, um, we'll move on to the we'll move on to uh, number number three. When you're sending a trade, the general rule is is try to send a trade offer that actually makes the other team better. Now the problem with this is it can be a little bit tricky because what I might evaluate as the team getting better, the other person may not. So just do your best. But if you were sending a trade offer and objectively you look at it and you know that no matter what you're doing, it is not going to make their team better best not to send that trade because the likelihood is, is they're not going to take it anyway. So I feel like that one's fairly straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, you, you, you want to try to help their team out if at all possible, you know? So Brian, you there? Oh yeah, there oh. you are. Hey, what's up, man? Hey. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Finally. It's working on my yeah, new car. Yeah. So. Nice. Oh, nice. Well, well, Hey, well, how, how have you been? been uh, I mean, uh, you were pretty, pretty new, new to, to fantasy, fantasy football, football right? right? Uh, probably ten years off. Yeah. Okay. And so, so how, how have you found the? How have you found, the, the, have you found three, three weeks of the league? league? I know there's a crazy, crazy season, season to join, but uh, uh, how have you found it so far? You guys are intense. You guys are into this. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys are really into it. Um, I mean, we got nothing else, man. Yeah. No. Um, I'm having more fun with it than I thought I would. Um, more than anything, it's really just you just see how much they underperform what you expect them to do. So uh, they're all overpaid, at least at this point in my life. Every one of them. So I, yeah, I do yeah. want to say I'm glad I had Tim in week one. It really built up my confidence that I actually could win a game. Oh, yeah. Tim. Oh, Tim. Poor Timmy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we, we've been uh, – like I, we just got done. Like I know you had – um, mentioned at one point, you're like, I don't know, are people targeting me because I'm new and I don't really know the players? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes they are. And, and no. <laughs> no, no, they're no, not. They're not. It's, it's predatory like, water. That's what this is all about. Well, well, but I think it's it's not like, oh, hey, this is the new guy. Let's go take advantage of him. That's not really how people are thinking because, to be honest, I don't know how many of them actually knew that you didn't actually know uh, necessarily a whole lot. Um, and so, so what I usually say is people will, like, this is one of the this is an extra rule that we put on there is people will generally generally send a kind of lowball trade offer at the beginning to kind of get the conversation started. That's how people will trade because again, if it's a negotiation, everyone expects you to negotiate. So if they send you a super fair trade offer and then they come back and negotiate like some of the best, I think most savvy traders in the league are really good at negotiating it. Like Demo is one of those guys. Um, I think Adam is one of those guys. I feel like um, I get a lot of two for one offers. Um, yes. Yes. I'm not into the three way thing. That's just, that's not my jam. Like if, if, if I'm going to get an offer, I would rather a player straight up and maybe like a, like favors that someone's going to come to my house and scoop dog crap or like cut my grass or 
or something to that effect. Or maybe just cash compensation. If my player means that much to a potential suitor, I think that we probably could find a way to make something. I mean, I mean I, I, hey, you know, who's, you know, who's on your I'll team? Go I'll go pick up some yeah. dog poop. Yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> I, I don't need the halfway decent third string running back and then Tommy Dickhead, who really has no business even being on a fantasy roster, who you just picked up and then you're trying to trade to me. It's, come on. It's not even sloppy thirds. Like, that's ridiculous. So, uh, <laughs> well, uh, well, so yeah, we'll, what we'll do is we'll just finish up these, uh, these numbers real quick and then we'll call in a, call in a night. But, um, usually the, the best thing to do whenever you're, you, you get a trade offer is always respond to the person. Even if they send you the really crap trade offer, always respond because what it'll do is it'll build up ill will if you don't. And eventually like some people in the, in the long-term league that we'll in, that we're in never responds so you pretty much never send them a trade offer anymore. Like it's it's the like even if they wanted to trade, you know, half the time you're like they just don't talk or they don't respond or it takes them like five days to get back to you. It's it's just not something that is really doable. Even if you're like, hey, uh, hey, I sent you a trade offer and you're like, not nah, shit, I can't do anything right now and buy. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> well, I will <laughs> say this, gonna... like for me, like I have some some friends that are more into fantasy stuff and football in general than me. So I'll be like, occasionally I run the, the trade past them. But the other thing is, is I have my regular job and then I started a new company in the last two months. So like, if I'm not responding back, it's really not that I haven't considered the trade. It's a lot of times like I haven't even been on anything personal that wasn't for business. So, um, right. Well, it, 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 this isn't necessarily directed specifically yeah, no, to you. It's also just in general for everyone in the leagues because it's there, there's some protocol that I think a lot of people just don't know. They're not exactly sure what to do, and so uh, Demo or uh, Matt, any any uh, any anything to add on that one? I think for me, I'm going to throw two things. I think one, it's maybe not the, the how long it sometimes takes to respond. Just any response, right? If it's like three days, and you're like, hey, like I didn't respond because da 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 da. I think most of us going to be understanding of that, and so that yeah. kind of helps it. Two, I also personally like if someone gives me a real shit offer. I'll just offer shit back. And like I said, I think Adam sent me one and it was more of a joke. So I sent him a joke back. Um, that way, like if it's something serious, you guys can like, like, okay, we can remove those and work on something serious or haha, It was a joke one. I'm just throwing you a joke trade. Um, Cause that's how I like to respond to it. Like if it's like blatantly one sided, like you're trading me or, you know, the third string running back for like a first round pick. Okay, obviously, either you're trying, like, you can't really be trying to pull a fast one there, right? So, for me, it's like, okay, you want that? Here's my third string wide receiver that may not see the field at all for your number one, just to kind of reinforce the idea that that was kind of a low ball trade. Right. As far as response time, though, it sounds like Matt's got the the swingers school mentality, like Vince Vaughn in that movie, where it's like, I think three days is really money. You know, like if you're going to wait three days, you know, because you want to seem too anxious. Anything longer. You don't want to seem too anxious. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe I'm going to implement some of that. Like maybe like four days. No, don't, don't, yeah, no, no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. That's no, no, no. You don't have to worry about turning the girl off if you respond too quickly. I don't know. Offers big. Hey, 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 I'm an easy girl. Just respond quickly and that'll be good. It's free. You can have it. Just, just respond. I'm here. All right. So wait, number five. So both this is this is uh, I remember Matt. You gave me shit about this when we were chatting, but it was like both parties should feel like the trade is fair. It's like feel like the trade is fair is important because there is no fucking objective. Like there is no objective way to make a trade. There is no 
central location that you can look and I'm like, this is the end all be all for what's fair because every team is different. Everyone has a different viewpoint. Even the damn analysts are all different. Like I, um, I'll just skip it, but number, well, I'll just go to it. But number seven that I have on here is you have to find a way to how to evaluate the trade yourself. So I usually will, you know, you go to Fantasy Pros or the CBS or Number Fire and these different places that actually have trade calculators and they're all over the place. They're all different half the time. But you have to pick something to at least kind of give yourself a baseline for when you're making a trade um, because otherwise it, it's hard to kind of gauge, especially in a season like this. So you want to feel like the trade is fair and both players want to do that. Um, if you're sending guys at the bottom of your bench for someone high, I think you guys mentioned it, chances are it's going to get declined and it never works well. Um, there's a couple people in the league that are notorious for doing this and I'm not going to say anything. Um, Deal. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, anything to add? I'll just throw on there with number seven. I always look at it kind of like when you're getting your news right. If you get your news from one source, that's the only source, that's your end-all, be-all source, you're probably doing it wrong. I think it's the same thing. Trade analysis, it's amazing. You can put the same trade into four, three different types of analyzers, if that's a word. That's um, not a word, no. Analyze I'm going to make it a word today. Um, um, you're going to analyze these trades. Um, and they're going to come back differently. And I think that's where like your intuition and like your self evaluation has to come in. It gives you a foundation, and then you got to take that information and you got to basically do with it what you will and kind of make your own decision from there. But it does give you um, a resource to kind of start your process and to kind of evaluate that process, and then to make that final decision ultimately is on you. Yeah, Demo. Anything else? Yeah, no, I, I think that's important, and, and it's and I know like you said, it's subjective in, in one way. Um, because obviously you're not the team owner and, and the team owner probably likes certain players and, and doesn't like other players. Um, but if you try to just look at their team and see where maybe, you know, you have something that would fit there and you think it would be worthwhile for them. You know, I mean, at least I try to put it in the notes in the trade chat. I don't know if everyone checks it, but like I, I try to at least put my reasoning in there sometimes if I'm not just, you know, throwing a trash trade backwards. But um you know, if I if I if I'm really going for it, yeah, I try to at least you know be like, hey, I like this person, this person. I'm you know I'm open to trading, you know X, Y, and Z. You know, or you have any interest? You know, just just trying to get it moving. Yeah, and so I think the well, I think that just just finding where your baseline is is super important. But let's go to the last one, which is number six that I have, um, which is just totally out of order. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is yeah, it's kind of what you said earlier, Matt, where you were like, yeah, if you, you know, you give someone a first round pick, uh, you know, and, and you're trading for, for that first round pick from like someone at the bottom of the, the their bench or something like that. But the problem with that is, is after, you know, week three, week four of the league, you can't really use draft capital anymore. Uh, obviously, if you're, you know, you have a healthy Christian McCaffrey, you know, there's a big difference. But you kind of have to look at how the player is actually performing to understand your player evaluations. If you're like, hey, I spent the 10th pick on Joe Mixon, I mean, yeah, you might believe that he's going to turn it around this season. Totally understandable. You might want to hold on to him. Yes, I do. But everybody's trying to trade for him this week. Yeah, yeah but, the but the problem is, is Joe Mixon has garbage. been garbage. Oh, he's um, he's bad. been bad. I don't even and know. And that's the thing. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I don't even know. And so the so that's the thing, though. It's so it's like you you're never going to get a first round kind of 
draft capital for him, but you still have that kind of hope and optimism. So you kind of have to balance that out when you're doing trades because otherwise you're never going to be able to make a trade if you view all of your own players as the way you drafted them. It just doesn't work that way. And so if you want to make your team better, you kind of have to realize when you accidentally, yeah, you fucked up and you drafted someone's shit. Like, we've all been there, <laughs> Debo. So, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So, the way that um, the, the every year you probably have every year, every year, every year everyone has. There's always somebody you're like, yeah, that was a dumb pick. The way the Mixon thing was going down this week, it reminded me of Moneyball. Though it's like everybody wants him. It's like it's Benefro. You don't even know who Benefro is. Like it's like I don't even know who Mixon is. But if everybody wants him, it makes me feel like, why should I hang on to this guy if everybody's thinking he's? See, that's the that's the dangerous part about trying to trade for someone because then you may end up accidentally inflating their value. Yeah. So all of a sudden, someone's getting their car detail. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, this was, I mean, I feel like we actually went a little bit longer in time than we usually do for these episodes, but that's all good. I'm glad you were able to join us, Brian. And uh, Frank Frank just messaged me, and I'll be honest, I completely forgot to message Frank about it. And so I done Tony. fucked up. Yeah. yeah we're not attached. Up. Not sorry, Frank. I'm sorry. I'll get you. I'll get you in next week. Um, I'll get you in next week and uh, hopefully you know, <laughs> I'll pick it up to you, man. Um, but yeah, any, any other thoughts, anything like that so far on, you know, the state of the leagues at the moment or trade tips. Very quiet message board so far. It's my one disappointment in the league. I don't see much going on there. There's a lot, not enough trash talk. We need to we need to get that going. I'm I'm gonna start I think because I got Adam this week. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is you should because Adam is usually the patient zero for shit talk, and he's been busy, and so uh, he's been really busy, so he hasn't been as active as he usually is, which is very disappointing because it's very fun. He's usually really good at giving Neil shit, and um, I'm I'm missing that this year. We need all the pecking order of getting the most shit is generally Neil, and Neil just has to stand there and take it because he starts the most problems himself, and then Adam is usually the one where. We mess with him, and he goes, you guys aren't wrong in some of your assessments of what you're saying about me. Like, that's kind of how Adam takes most of his criticism. So. <laughs> I don't know I don't about, about the way. I, I don't know about that. Uh, per, the perception of Adam on that one. But, uh, Neil. <laughs> I, will say, I think what's throwing us off the whole Neil thing is he's actually had some good teams this year. Yeah, but we can we can mess with him for other things. <laughs> sure, absolutely. I'm just saying. I think for most. I mean, he did like, spend twenty some odd dollars on the Bears defense, and it somehow has kind of seemed to work. Sort Maybe. of. Not not. So, I mean, he had it hasn't, it hasn't been a bad defense. I mean, they got Nick Foles now, championship, Super Bowl. Oh, Lamar Miller too, right? Lamar Miller too. Yeah, Woo! you guys did it. He's he's just on the practice squad though. Let's not that. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, Damn it! Nagy runs him all the time because you know <laughs> Nagy's beautiful mind. I think they do a lot better if they picked up Corey Stringer. Too soon? No. Too, too, too soon. Way, way too soon. I, it's only been a decade. Uh, he died the last year <laughs> I played fantasy football. That's how long it's been. Man, Man pulling out the, out the really obscure <laughs> reference there on that one. <laughs> so, all right. Well, it was it was cool. It was good to talk to y'all. And hopefully, next time we can, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I don't know, be a little bit more structured because there's so much crap that's happened. It's hard to talk about everything. So we just kind of didn't talk about a lot of it. So cool. Uh, Till next time, guys. All right, chat with you guys. Yeah. Thank you.